I'm Stephen Downey and you are very welcome to episode 38 of the Mindful Living Guide. This week I am chatting to the lovely Linda Monaghan of the Corporate Calm podcast. Uh, it came about from a shout out that Linda did on her Instagram page asking people if you feel like you want to get a coffee with someone you should just ask. Uh, so I did and uh, this is how this episode came about and I'll talk about more in the episode. But before I do, I need to speak to you about something that is happening in January. Uh, For the first time ever, I'm teaming up with three other amazing people and we're creating a fantastic event called Reset 23. It's going to be a day of reinvigorating, re-energizing and just resetting for the year ahead. And I know it's going to be a powerful day and I really hope you can join us. If you need details and you'd love to join us, it's going to be in the Curra. It's actually in a beautiful venue. Uh, it's in the Race Academy in the Curra. Uh, all details will be on reset2023.ie. That's 2023. So reset2023.ie. And that will bring you to uh, the details. And um, follow us on Instagram as well. And you get some updates coming up to the event. Uh, but it's going to be a really powerful day of hopefully insight and uh, growth for people. And uh, I know I have been so energized when I'm just in a room with people and just soaking up the, that energy from like-minded people who are on similar journeys. And uh, I'm really excited about the workshop I'm, I've created for it. It's um, something I've been passionate about and it's about teaching people to dance. I've often talked about pausing, but sometimes in that pause, we have to learn the dance, the dance that we want to look at each day and enjoy. And whether that's a slow set, whether that's uh, a party beat or just embracing those moments that create that dance each day. And uh, I'm really excited. I really hope you can join us. Uh, but back to this episode. Um, it's a really, really nice conversation. I really love it. And But you'll notice one thing from the start that my energy is a bit off and um, I'm a bit nervous, which um, prompted me to take a small break in between uh, releasing episodes and has um, it has really benefited me. It's, uh, again, just bringing that curiosity, not judgment, but curiosity to when you notice uh, a difference in your energy. So listen, sit back and enjoy this week's episode of The Mindful Living Guide. You're so welcome to this week's episode of the uh, Mindful Living Guide. I am absolutely delighted to have uh, a guest on who's also a podcaster and knows this industry really well. Um, How often have you asked yourself, I'd love to have coffee with someone? Our guest asked that question recently enough on uh, Facebook or on, uh, on Instagram, but she followed it up with, why don't you do it now? Before you turn off your laptop, just do it. So I had been listening to this person for a while and they kept coming up in my feed and I said, why not? So I reached out and uh, today, myself and Linda are going to have a great chat. And uh, uh, Linda uh, realized that her professional life was at odds with her personal life uh, after 15 years in the corporate world. Uh, she had two children in quick succession. And when a career she loved no longer loved her, she made a decision. Linda Monaghan, you are so welcome to Mindful Living Podcast. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks so much for having me on. And here's to the coffee. Um, here's to the coffee. <laughs> well, well, well needed, well needed. Do you um, know what? I actually just realised while I was introducing you, I'm actually nervous. I haven't been nervous on a podcast in a while. Um, I don't know if, if, it, if it's because <laughs> you know your stuff as well. Would you, would you be bigger than me? <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, I also know we can we can uh, edit edit as a word <laughs> as well. So <laughs> come here, listen, Linda. Listen, take us back. Um, pre two thousand seventeen, you're in the corporate world. You're in the marketing. If I yeah, have it right, I yeah. was. Um, what was life like? Marketing for my last. So basically, um, yeah. So I worked in trade marketing, which is like a referee, I always called it. So maybe that's where I got my mindfulness and my mediation from, because basically you're in between sales and marketing. So essentially, 
you liaised with the multiples, which would have been Tesco, Super Value, Super Queen at the time, Duns, and you had to get products onto the shelf. So you had people kind of often think, and it's funny now when I see it in small businesses and everything, people often think that they're marketing to a consumer. And you have to market to the businesses as well that possibly are going to list your products, are going to, you know, screen from you for, for, from um, the top of tall buildings. So my job was to market to the businesses and to market to um, the retailers. And so I would be going in and saying, well, here's what it's going to bring to the party. And sometimes I would be going in and I'd be like, just take it for six months. It's going to fail. But please just help me out. <laughs> Let me it, do it can go in the corner shelf. It can go in the corner. <laughs> Pretty much. And I, I, I used to design the, the shelves as well. That was part of oh, my yeah. role category. So yeah. I had all the behavioral science um, behind that as well. So um, I loved, loved my job. Loved it. It was spinning plates. It was could be 80 hour weeks, but wow. I didn't care. I was well remunerated for it. Um, and I absolutely loved it. And uh, then I decided I was going to have children and... Yeah, so um, we had, yeah, so we struggled with that actually for about five years. So um, that's a completely other story. Um, And I've talked about it actually on the podcast and everything like that. But we went through treatment and through some losses. And it was it was a really kind of curvy time in my life, ups and downs. But to be honest with you, like has taught me loads um, about resilience and you know, we went through two rounds of IVF, um, one failed, one miscarried, and then we ended up having two kids naturally, wow. which was bizarre, like absolutely bizarre to be kind of. And it's funny because I would say to people go, having gone through that process is never take no for an answer because we were kind of told by one institution that um you know, it's going to be very tough. And it was very much kind of blaming me for the issue. And then we moved to another institution and then it was kind of like, yeah, it's both your problems. So she, it was it was wonderful to kind of have it, you know, in both our hands rather than it was just a me problem. So yeah, um, we, a holistic yeah. approach rather than. Uh, yeah, just and it was kind of, it was funny because I remember being in the meeting Um, I actually give her um, Luda Shakrabat out in um, Sims and being in the meeting the first day with um, her, myself and my husband. And she was like, where's your phone to my husband? And he's like, it's in my pocket. Get it out of your pocket. And, and, she, and like, she was so serious. Basically, yeah. get your, your mobile phone out of your pocket, put yeah. it into your breast pocket. And yeah. she was like, are you drinking caffeine to me? And I said, no, yeah. I, see, it's hooked to my veins now. But I had yeah. to give up caffeine for three years. Um, it was more important to give up caffeine than oh, alcohol yeah. through the process. And she she basically said to my husband, um, have you given up caffeine? And he said, no, she goes, you need to give up caffeine as well. So it kind of took the weight off me. A bit it, of pressure it, off you. Then. Yeah, 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 really. It was an interesting time. So very supportive um, from work and everything like that. Really supportive um, boss. Uh, like um, he was just he understood what was going on. And um, I was really lucky. We were in a, a an office of 30 people and another woman was going through the same thing at the same time. So the support yeah. we lent on each other, it was just it was really, uh, you know, it was a harrowing time, but it was actually a really nice time as well, if, if, if that makes sense. So um, had Lucy. And I always think um, it's funny. Lucy was conceived on the day that the child we miscarried was due to be born. Oh, so there's something yeah. I'm. I have to say I'm. I'm kind of like it's funny. It's funny. People would say I'm quite cynical, which I am. But yeah. there's certain things that have happened in my life, and I'm like, there's definitely a yeah. reason for, for these things happening. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've, so, I've actually got goose pimples just listening to that. When the second <laughs> you said it, my arm just went whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah so no, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in the universe and the way things, yeah. things happen for a reason. Um, something quite similar. I've never really talked about on on here, but something similar happened to us as well. And well, uh, I just have a firm believer. Some people come into our lives just at the yeah. exact right time, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah no. So, so after Lucy, you had another baby in quick yeah, succession. So we had we, we we had so we we had done a process. I, I love processes. So we had done a process with Lucy and um, we had had I had had a procedure and I was following strict medication. So I was like, I'm doing this again. It's worked. I, I'm just following the same. Um, and I was due to have the procedure on a Monday in November and on Friday I took a pregnancy test and I was pregnant with Gus 
So I didn't have to do any of the proceedings. So it was just, I, I, I don't know. It was just, it was all very, very um, magical. So I went back to, I basically nearly went back to work pregnant and things had changed in in um, the job and everything like that. And I still, it's funny, I still worked as hard, but I, I negotiated hours where I went in for eight, from eight until four. But I used to go in for about quarter past seven because beating the traffic, I lived in Bray, I was out in city west and i go in get my coffee kind of relax and you know set yourself yeah. up for the day and um i would leave at four o'clock and i would get these looks at four o'clock going what a half day and i would have worked like boom 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 consistently and on a monday morning i'd see like lads in the office and they're on looking at football scores to like half <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like and just getting that kind of so yeah, it was so it was kind of it was an interesting time. So I went had Gus, um, everything was great. Um, it's funny now they're six and seven, and there is four months in the year where there's six and seven or five and six, and people are like, oh my god, but um, they're the best of friends. So it was all it, it, it's brilliant. But um, I went, it had I went on maternity and felt very excluded from the office. And um, there was five or six of us on maternity at the same time, and. Yeah, just weren't like there was a lot of things that we weren't invited to and should have been. And I mean, a lot of people don't want to be invited to things while they're on maternity leave, but it's nice to think that you're yeah, you're taught of. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. actually finding like obviously I did a little bit of investigation, but it's actually um it's discrimination not to be invited to meetings. Oh, wow. We meet you. You are meant to be invited via email to all your meetings to so there's there's so much um because it's just all about inclusivity I suppose yeah um yeah so so, so the atmosphere was changing the, you know, the atmosphere the, was the, yeah definitely you know, definitely could, could I ask though the yeah. when you were saying you were you were leaving work at say four o'clock and you you had set all this up you knew yourself all this was arranged but do you think there was an, like because I know myself I've I've done something similar in the past and there, like an internal kind of stigma that you give on yourself that I'm letting people down as well. I don't know if I ever felt like I was letting people down. Um, I was under pressure yeah. because I, I suppose in that position it's it's funny because it teaches you definitely not to be a perfectionist. Yeah. I would say yeah. that within corporate, I don't know if you you experienced this, but. There is an element that you work to kind of 70 to 80 percent because yeah. you can't work to 100 percent because you'd never get stuff done. You yeah. know, it's it's about spinning those plates yes. and getting things done to. And, and to be honest with you, nobody ever really knows. And it was funny. I was having this conversation over the weekend. If my job didn't get done. Nobody's going to die either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. you know, it's it's important to a share price and to to the bottom line. But yeah. essentially, you know, they, they, nobody's going to get hurt if. Yeah. if a product doesn't go onto the shelves mm. so I never I, I don't think I ever felt like I was letting anybody else yeah. down because I don't maybe that is the stigma because I don't think I ever really did but you, the, the, you know the what re- I mean the reason maybe I bring that I, up because I'm, I'm sure that other people never felt anything like that but I know I, I know from my own thing that if, if yeah. I if I had to leave early or anything for something I'd feel like geez I should be there I should I should be and I feel do we push ourselves more in yeah. corporate world than we should be and and it's funny because um you're still doing the same amount of hours. Oh, yeah. You're still and it's even now you can see it with friends that are still like my my um husband and friends that are still in that environment. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you, you you might feel it as well, Stephen, that we're so much more accessible than we ever are since COVID. And you know, there is very little switch. I think it's so important now for everybody to create these boundaries because if you don't create them, people are just going to take advantage and employers are just going to take advantage because if they can feel they can get something else out of you, they will, you know? So it's definitely, it it, it made me very resilient and it made me kind of, I, I wish, I suppose I wish in that last kind of nine months in the workplace, I wish I had been as strong in my previous work life as I was in those last nine months and I was pregnant in those last nine months you know that way but I was really headstrong on what I wanted and you know how I wanted my kids to be minded and my you know they were Lucy was three days in a creche but she was with her one grandparent one day and one grandparent the other just to kind of mix it up um 
And I was just, I was very conscious that I had to get to that crash by 4.30 because you were only paying a certain amount to the crash to for that benefit and everything like that. You know what I mean? Because you made, and I suppose it is putting pressure on yourself because you had made a, a promise to people. And I yeah. think sometimes going down that M50, like you'd arrive at the crash and go, hey, did I get here? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're planning the world on the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so, so so something changed then. Um, something was it? Did you did you go back to work after Gus? Uh, you didn't. No. Okay. No, I didn't go back to work. Um, after Gus, um, I didn't go back to work over money. So something changed in my contract, and um, I had said, as I said, things had had kind of taken a turn from the worst and how I was being treated, mm-hmm. and not to dwell on it because no, 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 really, no. I you know, I'm I'm it's beyond that, but yeah. it's funny how um people always you know people m- m- do get bullied in the workplace, people, but it's never I, I, anybody that's listening now who's experiencing something maybe traumatic in the workplace or yeah. they need to stand up for themselves. Look at the facts and the technicalities is what I would say to them is that because I you can never really get somebody on how they're treating you because you can't really prove that. Do do you know what I mean? But if they've done something that's against your contract or again, there's always kind of another way to kind of skin a cat, if you know what I mean? So I would say, you know, if, if, if you're feeling at a loss in the workplace at the moment, take it, keep a diary, keep a diary of what's going on and everything like that. But it was down to, facts and technicalities that um we we parted uh, ways so we did that um I didn't go back to work I was due back in around June 2017 um and I th- turned 38 in the April of 2017 and the same day I turned 38 I started training to be a PT so I went wow. into <laughs> I went into this um the National Training Centre in town and um I could have been some of their mothers like there right. was 80. and I have to say it was amazing I met these probably 25 30 people at all different age groups with people younger than me older than me um but a really nice group of people and really energetic and oh my god amazing like there was there was women and men studying for their business degrees their marketing degrees their science degrees and they were doing this on the side so they could go and travel. So basically, wow. they're in their they're in their early twenties. They're in their second, maybe second or third year of their degree. Oh, what can I do? So they're training to be PTs to go off and do their couple of years travel and have their degree under their belt as well. Like really savvy kids. Yeah. Yeah, really I think we see that a lot these days. That uh, there's like there's the idea of the, the side hustle, the the thing that you yeah, that keeps you going while while you have your long term plan. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, amazing, amazing. absolutely yeah. amazing. So, um, quite quickly realized that I was thirty eight and um, I couldn't compete. Not not that I couldn't, but I didn't want to compete with twenty year olds who are on Instagram and have like asses like peaches <laughs> <laughs> actually i want to ask you is it true that you have you weren't on um social media until very uh very recently was it i two, i did it's funny i have a marketing degree and i i joined facebook and instagram in 2018 oh wow <laughs> yeah i i you just flew under the radar <laughs> i yeah i'm i'm quite a private person and it's mm-hmm. funny my 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 family think it's hilarious now because I'm all I like I, I I use social media very much as a I think it's nearly therapy to be honest with you right. and I, I kind of use it to get vent and get things out there and stuff like that and I love it I think I've met some of the best people and so met you on so, social media yeah. some of the best people on social media and I think if you use it with a positive kind of mindset mm-hmm. it, the world's your oyster it can yeah. be such a horrific place for some people but it's how how you use it so yeah 2018 and my friend had to set up a social media I didn't have a clue and I'd be like did I like something did what I was I was the definition of my mother with it how do you press record oh, on you, video? you question every, every little thing like will I break it now if I press like will I break it <laughs> I mean 
I, it's it's so funny. It's so funny. But yeah, I love I I love social media. I think it's mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. It's it's a really good um connector. Yeah. So it was great for my business as well. Um, awesome. when I opened my Pilates business, that's what it's going to go on to. Like, so you you started off PT and then you you looked at Pilates then. Yeah, as well. so I kind of looked at my demographic and I suppose what I could sell to people and um yeah, so I I trained to be a Pilates teacher very quickly after and opened. I had a studio above a local coffee shop and um, yeah. And then that was kind of opened that late 2018 Mm -hmm. and then obviously 2020 hit. um, So you're looking at probably a year and a half open and I went online straight away. That was my biggest, biggest um, thing that I did. My achievement that I I, I had um, over COVID was, I had I had teachers I would go to Pilates because obviously you have to improve yourself all the time yeah. and I would go to, and none of my teachers were going online oh this will ride itself out and everything yeah. and I think we closed down kind of around Patrick's Day I, I had an online class a week later wow. and it was it was so nerve-wracking and it was so because you know people are you have to do the whole class because if you stopped moving they stopped moving and it was it was it was really it was all a learning curve but at one stage every week I had about 100 people online with me wow yeah and like then obviously people get pissed off and they you know what I mean people wanted to get back to the studio and um yeah we went back to the studio and I rented halls I didn't the the business unfortunately um moved premises so I rented a couple of halls and it was great and then I got COVID and um I couldn't teach I had so I got COVID I was absolutely fine uh last October not a bother and um I went back to teaching after a couple of weeks and realized that I was experiencing um, long COVID so couldn't teach couldn't talk and teach at the same time couldn't eat a meal and talk at the same time couldn't digest my food had a really kind of difficult couple of months um and got COVID again last March and it was like the button reset in me and it cleared every. I, I like. I feel like I never had COVID. I feel like it's it's funny, but for five months it was really hard, and then it just the reset button, and it was great. Yeah. So over that five months, there was a lot of kind of soul searching on: Do I want to be in the Pilates uh, room teaching um for the rest of my life? And I was like, No, I don't. My I really, I really love. I, I I suppose I really loved my corporate position and um I suppose I went through a grieving process after that and you know I I, I didn't I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom I didn't choose that life I was very happy for my children to go to crash or be minded and I wanted to work and um I realized then like with Pilates, like you know you're teaching two or three hours a week and then obviously you're running the business but it's it's very much it is the side hustle um and I wanted to kind of get my teeth into meteor things and that's the corporate cam podcast was was uh, developed in March 2021 obviously the idea um came to me in September 2020 but I sat on it and procrastinated and the fear regarded me for six months because what do people think of me and yeah. oh my god who oh god so so ridiculous who, who, who am I to have a voice like seriously I wish I had started it in September 2020 when I was thinking about it but um I did finally um started in March 2021 and that really has kept me sane I suppose um I don't know if if, if you feel the same but it gave me great structure and you know even it, it just meant that I had to produce something every two weeks and creatively my mind had to do something you know because you can get very even with with teaching you can get very um automatic and it can be very you know that you're just going through the motion so yeah you know kind of um so that's 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 what it did for me and especially over COVID it really I kept it up even when I was feeling really bad I kept the podcast up and then I was like okay what have I learned from this um I've 15 years in corporate. I've five years owning my own business. 
and I want to help people and that's what I want to do and I suppose naturally it was it was leaned towards women and women of a certain age and you know um developing the the take your time course yeah that and has, that's just recent it's only very recent yeah, actually. It only yeah, so yeah. um yeah so basically i've i'm i facilitate um other well-being courses for for other companies um as well yeah. and i've been developing another another developing it for a while and then yeah. i was like oh just you need to just do this and you yeah. need to and um yeah so basically it's really kind of it you know three three points to the course and it's like take your time so it's it's really like you need to take it because somebody else will that's what i was gonna say i i love um there was a i think it was a story of something myself this morning and or a reel maybe and that's exactly the phrase that really stuck with me is you need to take your time or else somebody else will yeah. and it's so true that there's often that we don't put the focus on our own time that it just slips away to other people's yeah. agendas yeah and that's you know whether it's family or friends or colleagues or and then the other you know take your time because no time is the right time you know we you 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 and I both know it's never a good time to do something like yeah you know stages of life did you just get your first mortgage are you paying bills have you got children have you got children who are going to college there will always be an excuse not to do something yeah and um you know it's very hard and then taking your time as well is that you don't have to go to everybody else's pace so that's the other kind of element of it as well is that like i what i see with people is that they say like comparison is the thief of joy and i do believe that but it's 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 distraction as well comparison is just distraction you know from what you're meant to be doing and you know there's room out there for everybody and you your customer and your client is is there and it's just about you finding them and it's not about you being in competition with somebody else for it let let people have their own journeys that's what I I believe anyway it's like let you know and and I suppose as well we should be here for one another and you Stephen you have a podcast and like we should be promoting each other's podcasts and you know rather because everybody brings something it's it's such a cliche but we all bring something different yeah, to the yeah. table it's yeah. and it's, it's amazing like that some people they suppress their own story because they feel they're not they're not good enough or not worthy enough and it's it's, it's unless I, I what i absolutely love is when you see and i can see it as you're talking as well is the sparkle in somebody when they just they they know it's their it's their true calling that's exactly yeah. what they want and um i think it's an important part i i'm seeing in your journey though is resilience you've had a few times there when when uh, even before you get left the corporate world when uh, you were on that journey uh, to bring two beautiful children into your life and then further on when you had long COVID there was there was really it seemed like there was real dark days there where you had to dig deep if yeah. there's somebody there who is struggling at the moment and they are looking for resilience what advice would you give them to look for to find that uh, to dig deep I, I suppose the biggest thing is um for me it's like get get up out of bed first of all you know what I mean because that's that that's where it, it, it starts and you know sometimes we hear and I, I I am a big believer that we all have the same 24 hours in the day and it can be very harsh but we all have it but we all are at different stages in our life if that yeah. makes sense mm-hmm. and I think that for somebody that's struggling, it's about putting one foot in front of the other, to be honest with you. And, you know, getting, doing things that get them through. And I mean, I'm a big believer in movement and, you know, getting out for a walk and and obviously being in nature and everything like that. But don't do something that doesn't bring you joy, you know, and people going to the gym and I love the gym. That that brings me joy, but doesn't bring everybody else joy. I'm like, if, if you hate your exercise, if you hate your movement, don't don't do it. Find something that you love, you know. Yeah. But I would say, yeah, to somebody, just talk to somebody as well, because like that's the biggest thing. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing that I have learned probably in the past year and a half, and especially in the past six months, is about asking for help. Right. Because, you know, we can't take everything on ourselves. And I think sometimes when we're in those 
dark times it's it does feel like that it's a, you know I can't see, break through and you know maybe it's just ringing somebody up and saying will you come for a walk with me yeah you know or will you have a chat with me or mm-hmm. will and you know I'm I'm not an expert and yeah. you know yeah. I, I, you know people need professional help in 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 some cases you know that way and um it's very hard to recognize what when you need professional help as well you know and it's but the the thing about that as well is that all of that starts with just a conversation about opening up and i i've often said on podcasts many times about just starting that conversation with saying and we'd be amazed how many people are willing to listen you know yeah. uh to just just to listen to our journey and listen to and, and can point us in the right directions you know yeah. there's always there's always some sort of signpost there that can, that can help us wherever we are in and, our and it's funny because I, I love that the way you're talking about signposts as well because like I think the worst thing that you can say to somebody in that position is like you know um we I when we were trying for kids like just relax that was it oh my god that used to drive me mad or think this think positive yeah. you know put a positive spin on it and I think sometimes maybe I can be misunderstood because I am quite a positive person yeah. but you have to it's it's all about we've we've kind of you know it's it's such a new terminology but like cultivating this positive mindset yeah. is completely different to saying think positive because I think those words can be detrimental to somebody Mm -hmm. saying you know it's like as if maybe your feelings aren't valid you know you know think think positive I can't think positive because I'm in a very negative space or I don't feel like thinking positive but it's probably sorry sorry, I'm interrupting you I was going to say it's it's, it's about trying to transition the mindset um from that kind of negative kind of thinking and just seeing that just that I, I'm big into laws of attraction and just oh, yeah. being able to see the positivity out there. And for me, I, I always find gratitude. It's, yeah. it's, the, it's yeah. the one little stepping stone that it's um like it, for someone in, in that kind of dark situation, I can kind of say, listen, well, what good happened today? What, what yeah. small little thing happened that put a smile on your yeah. face and you'll and see that God. grow. You'll see that grow and grow. I, I love that. Yeah. And that's because I think it's so funny because sometimes when we're in that space, our minds can't switch off. And, you know, even to kind of calm down to even meditate yeah. can be difficult. And, you know, because that's that's a different space completely again. But I really think that, yeah, if you're struggling gratitude, oh, my God, gratitude before bedtime is mm-hmm. one of my favorite spaces to, to be because it just flips your whole you know if you've had a really shitty day and you sit down whether it's you know with a journal like it's so funny because you know I see friends and they piled high with journals and everything like that and I do love I do love a journal I do love writing things down but even like we've probably 10 million copy books from kids going back to school or you have a piece of paper somewhere and writing three things down and just even putting the date on it and if you start making that a, a, like a habitual process in your life yeah. and then looking back in it in a month's time and looking back in it in two months time and kind of see the progression of what you're grateful for. And the biggest thing with gratitude, and I'm sure y- you'll agree, is meaning it. Yes. And and even even now, if, if you do adopt gratitude and you don't mean it, start the practice and then yeah. you'll grow to mean it if if that makes sense because I think a lot of people I'm, I'm yeah I, I practice gratitude and what are you grateful and you know they're just listing off yeah. three yeah. things every day and I, I think if that's what need you need to do to get into the habit yeah. keep, keep going but it's to actually mean those three things is the difference and, and and that's probably a learned behavior as well. And it's something that you have to practice. But actually sitting down hand on heart and goes, I was really grateful for an interaction I had with my my kid today. And they taught me a big lesson or, you know, do you know what I mean? But just and, actually meaning what you're saying. What people should know as well is that it's hard. It's oh, like God, really hard. I do this thing called uh, 100 mindful moments. And um, it's like a journey over 100 days of kind of yeah. looking at mindful moments. And. The first week or two is actually not too bad because you're looking at, oh, I never thought of that. I never thought of that. Yeah. But then you have to struggle. But yeah. that, I think, is when the switch changes and that you actually 
in you're kind of struggling to find something. So, oh, what else is positive? But you have a decision then. It's like you look out for something positive. And it means the yeah. mindset is changing that we're actually on the lookout, right? What's happened today? Something positive is going to happen today. And yeah. suddenly it starts attracting to you and you start seeing like, yeah. oh, that is actually, yeah. And it's uh, it's flipping the switch. The, um... and it's, yeah, it's so funny because um, um, one of the, the things that got me through kind of with COVID and everything like that um, was I, I did the creativity and leadership and innovation course with UCD um, over the past six months. And that's been just an absolute gift and I, I, people, like people, kind of you might get a bit put off by this, but I started listening to Mel Robbins. Okay, I'm, I'm I, a Mel Robbins fan as well, so I'm not put oh off. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I just think, like, she's very American and she's very in your face, but I just love it. I, yeah. and it was funny. I, I started listening to her Audible podcast about two years ago, and I had to turn her off. I was like, oh my god, she's pain in the arse. And I totally wasn't ready. It was it's really funny how you can see yourself evolve. And I just wasn't ready for what she had to say. And then I listened back and I'm like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. But it's because I've evolved as 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 a person as well. And I just think that like her message has helped me over the last six months as well. And just d- doing it now and getting it done. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just she, you know, she, it's 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 nothing profound and you know I'm teaching a, a course on on Thursday and my opening line is it's about habits and it's about um you know ways in which you can ways in which you can create habits hybrid working and I'm like there's no eureka moments with habits there's there's not because you can't reinvent the wheel habits are there you know getting up early drinking water exercising there uh, the eureka moment is when you adopt the habits and when you start practicing the habits daily that's the eureka moment because you know it it's it's not about we 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 have the four pillars of health we have the they're all there and if you look at social media i'm sure Stephen, you see the same messages over and over and over again and it's who's delivering the message do you like the person who's delivering the message and that's what you know if you know that that's how I suppose you're saying the laws of attraction that's how courses sell that's how Mel Robbins is you know doing so well it's because people like how she delivers the message and you know it isn't it's, it's not reinventing the wheel but the biggest thing is to get people to adapt to it and to take it on board and and like it's like consistency is the most important thing about it and it's boring you know doing this doing, so doing, doing the same thing every day but that's that's what creates the habits you know that's what it's gets you to, so to the place you want to get to yeah um, like it's like do you want to get up out of bed at half six quarter past six every morning absolutely not I'd rather turn snooze on and go you know and I just think that it's it's so funny um, because that's what, you know, the, the 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 new course is about. It's it's it, I if you get up an hour earlier, it's two weeks extra in your year. One hour a day. It's amazing how it builds up. Two weeks. And it's it's two weeks of dedicate. Like, because if I gave you two weeks, you might go to Lanzarote or America yeah. or something for two. You know what I mean? But it's two weeks over 300 and whatever d- days to actually do so whether it's read a book or have a coffee in peace like that's the one thing and it's you do see it with parents on Instagram it's like having that coffee before the kids get up and kind of setting yourself out for the day and it's as you say consistency and it's repetition and it's sitting down having a conversation on Sunday night with your partner and going okay where do we need to be this week? Whether you have kids or don't have kids, do you have to, you know, do you have classes? Do you not have classes? Are you like, you know, on, on Tuesday nights, I know I can't go to the gym or go for a walk with a friend because my husband plays tennis. And that's a set, do you know, and it's just getting. It, it's carving it's, out that time for yourself. Yeah, you know, and if you need to plan your time. You need to plan your time for you. And you know, I think that's the the thing, I suppose, with, you know, corporate and 
bringing people in to talk about well-being and it is we need that 360 holistic approach as you alluded to earlier on because offering a pilates class or a yoga class or like it's not going to cut them all you know what i mean that's that's not what well-being is it's you know looking after making sure that if they are hybrid working they're getting to work okay they feel safe going to work you know it's so many different approaches but there's so many new challenges now that nowadays to people as it's even like um like i I, i'd say four times since march 2020 i've been in office and i still get nervous traveling into the office now you know it's like it's I I'm so I've changed my whole perspective, my whole mindset of yeah. coming of, of working from home. And I'm sure there's many, many people out there that have the same kind of perspective. It's it's like it's actually it's 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 not our it's not our normal kind of thing to go into an office. And there's so many do, different do you, miss, do you miss the office? Like do you miss that camaraderie or anything? I, I, I do. I, I miss the banter. You know yeah. that. Uh yeah. we used to have a fantastic little team together and to just just be the banter, but the thing is nowadays that we're all on different kind of move to different teams. And even when you go into the office, not everybody is is moving at the same time. So it, it's not the same. But but we like you kind of you, you substitute that, you know, you kind of yeah. you meet um, you, you, you can even you'd meet online. You'd have that kind of fun anyway, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, to, to actually to think back, I'm we've talked loads about corporate year. We've talked all about the transition. And can you tell us about Cam? What does calm look like in Linda's world now? Oh God, and that's the funny thing. It's like, um, it, it there is nothing. There is nothing calm, isn't there? Like that's it, it. Calm, right? Actually, do you know what calm does me to me? Calm is not having the Glenrow music on a Sunday night. <laughs> the fear, the fear. That's you know, and calm to me is not realizing that it's Friday. And you know, and that's one thing that's come out of. The last year and the last well it, it's evolved over the last five years but I don't have that fear on a Sunday I don't now I've I've a horrendously busy week this week and I know it'll get done because I enjoy doing it and I want to do it and if I have to stay up till all hours doing it that's that's fine but yeah Cam is not realizing and and that's probably evolved out of um I I had my last uh, alcoholic drink on March 11th of this year I gave up alcohol and I'd say that has I don't realize it's Friday because of that as well I'm not living for for the weekend and everything like that you know that way so yeah it's it definitely that's calm it's it's realizing that it's a Sunday can be a Wednesday or a Saturday can be a Thursday um and the only thing different and the only thing that kind of the only way you realize is that your kids are going to school on a Monday morning and you have to get lunches and uh, jumpers ready <laughs> you know oh I know that feeling <laughs> <laughs> I was up early ironing, ironing a few uh, tops there this morning we don't we don't iron in this house my kids go in like ragamuffins no it's, um... it, it wasn't my idea in my case Amanda's listening now it wasn't my idea to iron them we well I have to say um, I love I, I, it's not economic but uh, 30 seconds in the dryer once they're all dried and, and oh, that's, that's, that's my key <laughs> but um, yeah that's yeah, yeah. the uh, no so that's okay and I love that idea of that like it's like we're not pulled towards right uh, I'm living for the weekend it's like I'm living yeah. for every day is what I'm, I'm here yeah. here and uh you also talk you kind of you touched on a slightly earlier on about um that you you have you, like meditation mindfulness is is it has been part of your journey as well yeah I definitely um I it's so funny because I do struggle with meditation because my mind is like I, I I find it hard to quiet my mind definitely and I, I have used gratitude as a process to quieten my mind and it, that's that's nearly my meditation if, if if you know what I mean so last thing at night to kind of switch to a positive um shift I definitely w- would use that and walking like and it's funny because I don't kind of gift myself a, a techni- technologically free walk every day because I like to listen to books and I like to, you know, listen to podcasts and I like to. So probably twice a week, I'll do a walk with no phone, nothing. And that's really great for for mindfulness, because just letting your mind trail off and wander 
It's brilliant, but I can't afford that every day because I have too many books to listen to. You've touched on something so important for people because there's so many people I talk to uh, in day to day life, not even just on the uh, on the podcast that they they say, I struggle with meditation. I struggle with mindfulness. I can't keep my mind is too active. And they think that me- meditation and mindfulness is pure silence. Mm. It's not. It's yeah. it's about I building that awareness and exactly what you just said that you you you're looking at ways that I can find mindfulness in my yeah. life, uh, whether that's writing sitting down and writing graduate uh, gratitude at the end of the day or going for a walk and just being totally present with the surroundings. Yeah. And I love that. I love I love because it's so so many people think that it has to be a certain way, and that's one thing I want from this podcast for people to realize that people practice mindfulness in so many different ways and yeah. most of the time they're not even aware and and I think you you've hit the nail on the head there as well because one of the things one of my great bugbears with um social media and with selling and is my way is the best way you know and we're all different people and we all need different things and I used to see it when I was um teaching I used to see it a lot because obviously the algorithm had it a certain way and it was like this is what I eat in a day this is what I and I'm like I don't give a shit what you eat in a day you know because it's 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 not about like a good PT or a good just for an example like a good Mm -hmm. PT will show you their, their clients results rather than what they do and what they you know and it's it's not even before and after pictures it's how they feel inside you know and that's the thing it's like just because I I put a post up it was a bit controversial last week but I really just I'm seeing it a lot lately and it's like the problem you had is not the problem everybody else has and you can't create a business out of that problem if that may you know because just because you experience something doesn't mean that everybody else is experiencing the same thing or needs to be air quote fixed fixed or it or grow in the same way we're all completely different and I I really think that you know, it's finding what's right for us and it's it, across the board. And I love that like about mindfulness because not everybody can sit and switch off. And if you can sit and switch off, I love it. Amazing. Yeah. But you're not better than somebody else who can't. Exactly. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Because I see that it's like, you know, this hierarchy. Well, I can meditate for 10 minutes in the morning. Well, well done. <laughs> Yeah. it's like my meditation is pouring a cup of coffee and sitting in my chair I have a space yeah. in the in the the kitchen that I sit and that's that's my happiest you know so I just think that we have to be you have to be aware that yeah. you know you can't and, and another thing that I see is that you can't everybody is trying so we're people are trying in you know whether it's selling a product or selling a I don't know, sell, selling an idea or values or, you know, because it's, it's, it's about, it's about helping people, but it's about making money as well. And we can't be ashamed that we want, want to make money either. You know, and it, it, um, the biggest thing is that not to be negative about somebody else's product or service. And, and I see that so often, you know, it's like, just your message so should be strong enough by itself yeah that you don't have to denigrate somebody else's message you know it's like Mm -hmm. oh you know i actually saw uh, somebody talking about gratitude journals and you know how they don't work and this that and the other and i'm like they didn't work for you it doesn't mean that they're not going to work for somebody else so don't you know it's it's just it's it's just being it's being mindful of other people's feelings and what other people are experiencing because you know, maybe that gratitude journal was the thing that got somebody through and you you being negative about it actually really negates their experience. So you Absolutely. just have to. And, and there may be something different that got you through that yeah. may help someone else. You know, yeah. it's it's amazing. And it's um, why we're actually on the on the subject of mindfulness and mindful living. And the sub the, there's a question I love and 
we kind of touched on why I love it is because the answer is so different from each person. But I ask a question to every every guest that comes on the uh, on the podcast. And uh, Linda, if I if I say the term mindful living to you, what does it mean in your world? And it's funny because I did think about this um, and it's I suppose for, for, for me, mindful living, it's 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 funny. It's thinking about the four people in these four walls and making sure that they're happy and understanding that I can't control their happiness, but I can help them navigate their happiness. Um, so being mindful of their journeys. But I mean, I have a six and seven year old and, you know, they might get left out of stuff and they might, but they have to face that on by themselves. Like you can't, you can't control their journey either. So being mindful of that, being mindful of being a parent and a supportive parent. But I would say that definitely prioritize my mindfulness and then facilitate the people around me. So, um, but I really and truly, I know, I don't know if this sounds selfish or whatever, but I really think that once the people within these four walls are happy mm-hmm. and I have awareness of everybody else's feelings out, outside of it, you know, that I'm not upsetting people um, deliberately or, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm conscious of other people's feelings, mm-hmm. then that's mindfulness to me that you have that bit of empathy for what somebody might be going through and, um, and letting go of 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 situations is is huge. And I'll give give you an example. Um, I'm I'm a big um the, the phrase if if you don't ask you don't get. I've kind of changed that, and I'm like if you do ask you don't regret. Right, so, I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. So I'm I'm I, that would be my big thing. So last about a year and a half ago I asked a very prominent Irish businesswoman to be on the podcast Mm -hmm. and she was yes absolutely no problem and she ghosted me after two or three times and I I, it really kind of hurt me you know that way Mm -hmm. and I I I kind of kept hold of it yeah and I did the course in UCG and I was like you know what I'm asking her again I'm going to contact again and I'm going to ask again and oh I'm and came back and was like oh my god you should have contacted me sooner blah 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 and then ghosted me again and I realized and it's funny it's a, it's a friend of mine has a 13 year old and her one of her favorite sayings is it's not a me problem it's a them problem and I was so glad I went, imagine 13 year old being that insightful. I was so glad that I went back and asked again because I realized that not everything is about you. Yeah. It's about it and it's how you react to the situations. And it was really freeing, if if that makes sense. Yeah. That and it was like I I just let it go. I, I sent yeah. two more emails and there was no response. And I was like, you know what? It wasn't meant to be. And I have felt so free from that mm-hmm. and I think that it's it's definitely thinking that nothing is really very personal yeah it, it, it isn't you know it's just there's a lot going on in people's lives and yeah. people generally don't go out to hurt people mm-hmm. I, I I believe anyway I believe people are inherently good and it's just that it's not a good time for people and it's when when you start to understand that that's very freeing and that's very liberating you know so yeah yeah but I think letting things go and and not being afraid of the word no that's huge like it's it's amazing how many times like I I actually have a a 14 year old and uh it's amazing how much um I can see kind of around that age group are and that insight from from your friends uh, is amazing but I can see they're so fearful of the word no of yeah. oh what, what will people think and I think it's as, as we grow older we stop worrying about what people yeah. think you know yeah. and it's uh what well, and you'd hit the nail on the head there as well it's like there's so much happening in people's lives that we don't realize and oftentimes we think oh it's because of something I did yeah. it's, not, it's more than likely not it's it's actually a fear within that person yeah and yeah. and I mean you know when you're gut when somebody is deliberately disrespecting you you know yeah. you know I mean we we all know those people and you will be a villain in somebody else's life to suit their narrative. 
I, yeah. I firmly believe it. Like, you know mm. what I mean? And and as well as that, you'll always find that I, I don't, I fundamentally kind of believe that people don't change, but they evolve and grow. Mm. If that makes sense, you're always, you are who you are. Yeah. But if you're, if you're growing and people are staying, so if, for the benefit, like, if, you know, say if, if, if you're two or three rungs ahead on the ladder and, you know, a few people are below, they're together. And you might not be in those conversations, but, you know, if they're talking about you, they're talking about you. That's their problem. Do you know, it's not you have to just let go of what people think of you, because if you're inherently a good person, you want the best for people. But as I say, you're often you're often the villain in a story to, just to create the narrative for, for other people. And I, I, the villain in plenty of people's stories, but that's their problem. And and as, as my friend, that's a them problem and, and yeah. not a me problem. And you just w- once you learn that it's it is it's just the freedom with it as well. And my dad used to say he still says it because he's alive. That made his head like he was dead. Um, <laughs> he he and it's it's a phrase that we grew up with. And he said that you accept what you get. So if you accept what what is happening in your life or behavior from somebody you're going to keep getting it mm-hmm. you know and it's like I hear uh, it's very it's, it's probably a very generic thing to say but I hear from so many women that oh it's such and such he's not helping with housework and he's not doing this and he's not doing that and I'm like well change that to have a conversation he they don't know that you're annoyed because they're and it's so I, I don't mean that to be so it, it's, it's kind of um chauvinist so you know it's just an example mm-hmm. but it's like communication works both ways and how does somebody know you're annoyed with them if you haven't told them and or, communication is one of the most important things in life um yeah. it's like just letting people understand where you because there's an, an awful time that we, we can walk around with a, a chip on our shoulder or a huff about something and just just chatting. It's like we went back earlier and we were talking about just just opening up conversations, just mm-hmm. chatting and just saying, listen, this is what I feel. And if we could do it in a non-judgmental way yeah. and just chat about it, yeah. sometimes we can we can be pretty surprised by by the results. And yeah. and the other the other thing is definitely and for me anyway, it's it, it it's worked. Um but surrounding yourself with like-minded people and people that are going through the same journey as you are. And that's yeah, why yeah. networking and community is so important. Mm-hmm. If, if you if you have a business, go out and meet people and ask for that cup of coffee because honestly, it can be life-changing. The amount of business I have gotten through just, you know, and it's, it's, it's not you're DMing somebody to get business. You are yeah. actually interested in them and and then it just oh I know somebody who might know somebody and it's the different connections yeah, and yeah. everything like that absolutely I think that, that I was going to say like I think that's a lovely way to to finish our conversation because yeah. I am so grateful that I reached out when I saw your message asking yeah. for someone to have a cup of coffee and uh just to just reach out and just have that chat because I know I've learned an awful lot through this conversation and I know also our guests will. Um, Linda, if people, we, we mentioned the, the course, Take Your Time, uh, and I'm, I'm sure there's more follow-on course going to come as well in the future. If people want to contact you, what's the best way to people get in touch? Instagram, um, for sure. So um, Corporate Cam on Instagram, all Absolutely. one word. And I'm across all platforms for the podcast. And Linda Monaghan with Noji for um LinkedIn um, perfect <laughs> and what I'll do is I'll, I'll as always I have a show notes page for each episode and I'll put all those links onto it and um I'll actually I'll, I'm, I might link a, a few of those videos from uh from your Instagram as well because I absolutely love them they're so they're so honest and and easy you know it's like it's like people just just do it just go on and do it you know yeah, so yeah. listen Linda Monaghan thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Mindful Living podcast and share what corporate can means to you thank you Steve and thanks so much for having me so there you have this week's episode of the Mindful Living Guide uh, thank you so much again for listening to the show and uh, the reviews I've been getting uh, if you haven't yet uh, I'd love 
if you either follow the show on Spotify or if you're on Apple, if you can leave a review and uh, it really means a lot in getting the show out there. As I mentioned at the very start of the podcast, um, you can catch me live in January on the 28th. Um, and if you follow reset2023.ie on Instagram, you'll see all the details for our upcoming event uh, where I'm collaborating with three other amazing people for a beautiful, beautiful day of just resetting and refocusing, re-energizing for 2023. I'm Stephen Downey and this has been the Mindful Living Guide. Mm-hmm.